Welcome to the One Speed MMA Podcast with yours truly, Flying Spitty. Carson Wood. As always, we uh, almost recorded the entire podcast through my laptop speakers rather than our nice mixer that we've got here. Which would have been really confusing because it would have been blank. She can't record through speakers. Yeah. Through the... <laughs> I knew right when I said that I'd use the wrong word. I wondered whether you were going to call me on it or not. Of course, the microphone, I would. desktop microphone. That's your uh, your mistakes are getting shown out in the open. Mine are erased and lost to the world. I your I your wander the potty trade, trade secrets trade for boxing matches. Gonzo. So, um, so let's get into it, man. UFC two seventeen, the best best fight card ever. Um. I don't know if it was the best ever. Um, I do know it's in the discussion. I was thoroughly, thoroughly pleased. I know that uh, a lot of people on Reddit, when they were talking about the best card ever, were referring to um, some kind of Pride Grand Prix. This is saying the number one ranking, according to Tapology.com, is UFC 100. That was Brock Lesnar versus Frank Mir, GSP versus Tiago Alves, and Michael Bisbing versus Dan Henderson. Mm, no. And then we have Shogun versus Henderson. This this had in the benefit. I mean, there's eleven. There's fight cards that have had better finishes um, as far as just like flashiness, but there hasn't had as much writing on it, and the decisions haven't been so dire for whole decisions. Like we had three belts change hands. Mm. Like it was, and there was all the hype leading up to it. Uh, it's in that that alone, in my opinion, directly in the discussion. Ontario. Hey, is Jordan? Did did you tell me he moved to Vegas? No, he's still here. Okay, because I thought you said that he had moved. To, so I was watching the fights, and I was like, um, I thought that one of the I thought we were we were talking. He apparently trains at one hit, and um, who does? Some guy that was at Austin's. Oh, I got gotcha. you. And he was telling me that. Oh, well, I was telling him. I was like, I thought Jordan moved to Vegas, and he's like, No, he's not. And I was like. I think he is. And I just shut up because I had no idea. And I was wrong. You were wrong. Let's get him back on the cast then. We need to. He's uh, working for Edward Jones now. He's taking care of my 401k. Hells yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me your story. How'd you like it? Um, I really enjoyed it from start to finish, actually. This is one of the first cards in a long time I watched from the first fight all the way up. And I watched um, Zahabi who was actually picking Hamos apart and then got caught mm-hmm. with the spinning elbow, which I sent to you. Yes, you uh, did. And I watched it. That's the only way that I saw anything before the main card. I haven't still, I have not been able to watch the undercard yet at all. I haven't uh, recorded. OSP versus Anderson is super interesting. There were two really, really controversial calls and one of them, one of them they got right. Well, they got both of them, right. Um, and, but a lot of people were really irritated at the one. The first one was Olenek and blades. So Blades was winning this fight. They go to the ground. Blades gets the gets back up and he soccer kicks him, but he misses his head, clips his ear, and Olenek was more or less already out of it. Um, they bring instant replay into into account. They realize that hey, he clipped his ear. He was already out. He told us he couldn't come back, so it's technically a TKO. So luckily enough, Blades got a TKO finish. Instead of you know a DQ or a no contest, so that that was awesome. And then Harris and Godbeer, the heavyweights, later on, um, Harris clipped Godbeer right in the crotch, and he was winning the fight. He was he was picking him apart. As um, 
the ref Grice is coming out to stop him and saying, stop, 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 stop. He puts his hand on Walt Harris and Walt Harris throws a, a head kick as Godbeer is like trying to separate and he knocks him, knocks him down, basically knocks him out cold. It was kind of like the uh, Ronda Rousey Holly home, right? Mm-hmm. Where home knocked her out. Well, Godbeer went down. And so they checked it and he, like, they basically were like, yeah, he yelled in your ear three times. And even if you didn't hear it, he put his hand on you and then you threw the kick. And he's like, I couldn't hear it. It was just kind of in the heat of the moment. It's like, yeah, I understand that. But you went from a kick in the crotch to throwing a punch to throwing a head kick before you stopped. I mean, and yes, it was all within, you know, less than 15 seconds. But still, it was it was pretty sketch. And who was that? That was, that Walt, was Walt Harris. Harris. Uh-huh. Versus Godbeer. Yeah, Mark Godbeer. Yeah, Mark Godbeer. I mean, before that, it was a pretty good fight, and Walt Harris was winning, but uh, Walt Harris lost by DQ. So, um, Did you get to watch the main card with the debate, Duck or Sean? He won't come on the show? No. He didn't come out? Not showstopper Sean, as he was known. He didn't come out and watch the, uh, the prelims. The main card, I actually watched it. Uh, Travis came over for the last two fights Ooh. and he's still a big GSP guy. And wow, he's Canadian. I also didn't really know until we started watching the fights and he kind of glossed over like he was watching, you know, one of the, do you remember the Puma shorts we had on and all he was doing was pretending to be GSP. <laughs> I forgot. I, I had forgot even after everything we'd been through, I'd forgot. Uh, Hendrix Borchina. What do you think about that fight? Hendrix did better than I thought. Uh, with uh, leg kicks. Did you see Twitter joking about how it looked like you're, uh, it looked like a, the daughter's new boyfriend against the dad. <laughs> uh, no, but... Uh, Your dad versus the guy she, he, he warns you about. <laughs> um, that's the only fight I picked right, so I love that fight. That I don't know why you picked Mosby all over Thompson, man. I really don't. I had to pick an upset. Why? Did you see what happened in the later three fights after that? Yeah, but you picked the wrong upset. Yeah, no shit. How'd your parlay go? <laughs> Uh, I only how'd your parlay go? I I also lost two of my parlays. Who'd you would you lose on them? Who 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 won? Joanna and Garbo. Why'd you put money lost? on Joanna? Because uh, it's a parlay. You Why very you put... rarely parlay underdogs. No, that's what you do. Because last time I parlayed, I didn't get any money for it because I picked all favorites and stupid Travis Brown got knocked out cold by Arlovsky. I actually picked all the favorites on the Bellator card. I I parlayed the entire Bellator card, mm-hmm. won, and I think I just doubled my money. Yeah. It's not a good move. No, it was. I mean, and that was like five five picks in a row. They were that bad of yeah of underdogs. Joanna, like Thompson and Masvidal went exactly how I thought it would. Masvidal was going to have to try and close the distance. He wasn't necessarily going to be able to. He did catch him once or twice, but Thompson just picked him apart. You know, with his speed and kind of from the outside, waiting for the swing and then coming in. Mm-hmm. I kind of figured that's exactly what was going to happen. I didn't expect Masvidal to try and take him down twice. And that's kind of what helped him out because when he pushed him against the fence and they separated, that's really when he got his best shots in. But Thompson, Thompson's my second favorite fighter, I think, right now because Cain Velasquez isn't technically active. Um, Frankie Edgar is still my number one fighter, and I'm really excited to have him fight Max Holloway. But I think Stephen Stephen Thompson's my second favorite fighter. Yeah, he's definitely not mine. Colby Covington's starting to become my favorite yeah. fighter. <laughs> Just because he's so outspoken. Let me ask you a question about the about the Joanna and GSP fight. So, um, if anybody's listening to my other podcast, we do the the shiny or the show off, right? Yeah. Um, 
and Paul wanted to do uh, James Harden for putting 56 up against the Jazz, and I was like, no. No. Not with UFC 217. He doesn't know what happened, though, right? It's like, no, with UFC 217. That's not happening. Yeah. Um, and so I gave him two cases. If for, you know what the, the what the award's for, it's for who was the, the best or who had the, the, the brightest spot of the week. Mm-hmm. If it was between uh, Rose and GSP, who would you give it to? Rose, by far. Yeah. And I I mean, I, get, I see where Paul was coming from because I was kind of the same way. It's like it, the podcast that I do there, it's not MMA heavy. Mm-hmm. So if you tell people Rose and you tell them all the accolades, but I tried to get, paint the picture. It's like, no, she, not only was she going up against, she was by far the biggest underdog that won that night. Mm-hmm. But one, she was a Muay Thai champion, Joanna was, and Rose clipped her twice mm-hmm. and then made her tap to strikes, yeah. a Muay Thai champion. And it just doesn't translate to like average sports fans, but that was mine too, man. That was that was the moment. Of the just night watching Joanna, who's one of the baddest people in the world, mm-hmm. tap to strikes was yep. pretty intense. It was like Jones was with Hua. Remember Hua tapping to strikes? I don't remember. Yeah, like when he when he was twenty four and he knocked out Hua. Um, he the ref kind of called it before, but you the image is just him tapping as Jones yeah. is walking away, and you know he's a else, high level striker. You, you know who else did that? Steve Miocic against uh, Alistair Overeem. Did he? No. <laughs> you don't remember the the interview afterwards when Alistair was like, oh. he tapped. And Joe Rogan was like, let's watch the replay was right to, now. Was Alistair it to Overeem. strikes, though? Yeah. yeah. He didn't tap. Yeah, well, you know. And then he's like, let's, uh, let's watch the screen right here. <laughs> here we go, Alistair. Yeah, and he's like, oh, I, I thought I saw it, or I thought I felt it. Oh, no, yeah, I do remember that now. It's yeah. hilarious. But, yeah. no, it, like, if you remember the, the John Jones, like, that was a statement win. Yeah. Like, that was not only, like, against Hua, and he was just thrown into that fight. Hua was, like, a stand-up – like, he's way good, and he tapped his strikes. And this this was, was like that. I, I was I was blown away. Yeah. No, I I was super impressed. The, the fact that it was that quick into the first round as well. I mean, two minutes in, Joanna looked good at first. And then Rose just looked so fast. And it looked like Joanna wasn't ready for her to just come in that quickly. Whereas like the Brazilians, Claudia, um, Andrade, and all those those Brazilian girls that are, are those fast strikers, they plant their feet and they come in. I think she was expecting it. I think with Rose, I think she was trying, I think that she thought that Rose was going to try and take her down more. And then when she just came in as fast as she could striking, I don't think, I think it caught her off guard. Do you want, do you want to see the rematch between instant Rose rematch? and obviously we want to see the rematch, but I mean, do you want an instant rematch? Yes. And no, I mean, and that's a, the, the most politically correct answer. No, I don't want to see a rematch because it ended in the first round and Rose looked really, really decisive. Yes. Because Joanna, if they fight again, comes in with a completely different game plan and the fight is 100% different. The second time. the only re- I, I actually, I decided this weekend cause people are asking me about it. Um, if I and I was like, no, I, I I decided I hate instant rematches. They're stupid. Unless something happens controversial, like mm-hmm. uh, if there's a tie, if there's or a draw, I should say, if, if it there's goes a decision, but um, it's very cl- split decision. The Hendricks GSP one's a perfect example. Yeah, because I felt like Hendricks won that fight. Something like that. If yeah. it's controversial, but this was, if you get stopped, um, or if it's a decisive. Uh, like Cody Garbrandt versus Dominic Cruz. Mm. If it's something like that, no. Like we 
we decide like you have to go back, you have to start from the beginning, and you have to work your way up, and you maybe get a fast track there. I do, get that. Do you think Joanna goes straight to one twenty five then? No. I, do you watch her interview after? Uh, I watched her say that she wanted to, to come back. She was going to take two weeks off for vacation or whatever with her family. But she, I didn't see the full interview. She alludes heavily that she wants she wants to uh, get her belt back. She, and the you could tell they're like, "What was your big announcement?" She's like, "My big announcement was I wanted to go to one twenty five. So now I have to reassess that. So to digress a little bit, but it was during the card. Apparently, Paige Van Zandt sent out a tweet saying that she was going to fight the uh, the winner of the Women's Ultimate Fighter Champion, the the winner of Tough, and fight for the 125 belt. Uh. <laughs> and it's funny does because... She, go ahead. Does, does she cut weight to make 115? I don't think so. I think she's like 5 nothing. I think I think she would have to like not cut weight to get to 125. I mean, my wife right now, I think, is 121 pounds. And so Paige is definitely more muscular than my wife, but she's probably shorter than my wife as well. So, it, I mean, it's it would be hard. But the, the the conversation that came up is Paige Van Zandt is repped by WME. WME, you know, sees the Endeavor, power. Justin. Endeavor. What do you mean? It's not WME. It's Endeavor. Did they change the name? Yes. I didn't know that. It's Endeavor. Go on, really? I'm sorry. Yes, can you? It's not a big deal. Oh, I, <laughs> I was didn't, just kidding. I didn't it, know. No, it's real, but it's not a big deal. I was just kidding. I didn't. Everybody still knows about WME, but it's Endeavor now. Well, because we actually work with WME, we rep their talent or we pay their talent, and we call them. We they're at WME.com. So I'm gonna double check. Anyway, moving on from that, if you're right, that's super interesting. I actually that the only reason I was that interested in it is because it. It's weird to me that I work with them on a daily basis. Ten nine, so last month. Interesting. Weird. Anyway, that doesn't matter. The reason I was caught off guard by that is because we work with people from W WME all the time, so mm-hmm. I had no idea that it was anyway. So yeah, so Jack Slack, one of the, the good really good MMA writers, he's got like the top selling MMA books or some shit like that. Um he actually wrote an article about how he thought Paige Van Zandt, when one twenty five opened, would get one of the first shots, because she was repped by WME, and they want their champion and they want to get their money's worth. And then when that happened, everyone was like, "Hey, look! Apparently, you were right about this." And then uh, Breck Akimoto came back and was like, "The UFC brass say they have no idea what she's talking about," which goes one of two ways, right? It's either the fighter says something and they're right, and I don't see Paige Van Zandt announcing that and or lying about that. And then the UFC trying to backpedal, backpedal, backpedal until they finally come out and say, yeah, that is what's going to happen. She's going to get strong-armed in the back by Dana and his crew. Probably. She's going to have to ask uh, Ariel Hawani for tips. Well, I'm, I'm guessing she's glad, it's really glad that uh, freaking knows not, Rose Nami Yunus beat Joanna because Joanna's going to go fight for a belt rather than going up to 125 and killing Paige Van Zandt. <laughs> Could Honestly, you imagine just the slaughter that that would be? I would actually like to see Joanna go for the 125 belt and then drop back down. Well, yeah, and then you could have the two belts. I, lo- I know that everybody loves that. Like you could have the two belts on the. Um, it was interesting. Uh, we went from what one, two, three, four, almost four uh, European champions. If Shevchenko would have won. 
to now only one. We only have Connor anymore, the last European champion. Because you're on a lesser, well, GSP, but he's technically North American. He's just French not tricky. technically. He is. He's not. I mean, technically. Yeah, I, mean, I don't claim him. <laughs> he's one hundred percent. I mean, build a wall, you know. <laughs> That's like the Tosh joke. <laughs> build a wall. Not Mexico. I love Mexico. Canada. Stay in your own yard. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So, so it's okay. So Joanna lost hers. Who else? What other Europeans lost theirs? Bisbing. Oh, Bisbing did lose his. And uh, Shevchenko. And then is there anybody Shevchenko else? Shevchenko never had a belt. Yeah, she was fighting for it. They were almost. They have four. Like, and uh, was there another one? Um, didn't Overeem just fight for the belt too? Like they were so close. They were almost. The, Europe was almost the new Brazil. Now they're not. Just like Brazil. Now uh, Polynesia, their, their Polynesia is uh, Neo Brazil. Well, Stipe, we got I mean, Whitaker. He's technically Croatian. He is not technically. Stop with your technically. <laughs> he is American. He, he reps Croatia. Um, he's very American. Yeah, well, yeah. I, the Polynesians, man. We got Whitaker. You know what? Uh, Sean needs to come on here and t- say what he thinks. Debate, Duck and Sean. Sean. Sean loves Polynesians. He thinks they're the most athletic, uh, athletic cult race. I, te- I guess. Oh, I tell you. I'll tell you. I'm trying to do a good Sean voice. I haven't heard him in a while. We got to. Well, me, just a little bit higher pitched. No, he might talks way more like even kill than you do. No, nah. to me, he does. No, nah. yeah. Oh well, that's because he like likes me. He, he doesn't yeah. like you. Yeah, he's like a, some kind <laughs> of seer, some kind of like father figure to you. He is. <laughs> yep. I, I mean, he could fill that void. Yeah, he could. Um, be, uh, he could be your dad. Hear that, Sean? <laughs> you you looking for a kid? <laughs> you looking for? <laughs> you looking um, to raise an adult? Just a twenty-nine-year-old. I still got some miles left on these yeah. tires. You can you can get some. We can get some uh, some uh, throwing action. We can throw a football around. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Peter Quill can do it with his dad on some <laughs> on Ethos or whatever it's called. Why Does he have a god we, complex? Sean. Yeah, a little bit. I'd yeah, we could reenact that whole awful movie. You could. Um. So we haven't talked about like at length the the main fight. No, dude, Garbrandt Dillashaw. I want to talk about this real quick. I don't want to, dude. I don't want him. This is like the one fight I wanted to go the other way. If if Garbrandt uh, if Garbrandt has t- twenty more seconds, does he finish it in the first round? Nah, I don't know. There's no way to know that. There's no like. It's like me saying that he would have finished him um, when they were doing the the, the training, pack, the training, and he clipped him. Who knows um, if he could have jumped on him and then because he like the thing was is TJ seemed out but he recovered really quick on the bench. Yeah. Well, but when he was trying to find his corner, he seemed like he was a lost puppy. Yeah. He was like, I don't know where I'm going or where I'm supposed to be, and I know I got caught, so I got to fix this. And he came back out strong, man. He looked good. Now, the, the, the two reasons I wanted to talk about this is he said he doesn't want to fight Cody again. Uh, Cody was disrespectful, and he lost respect for him or something like that, so he doesn't want to fight him again. And he wants to drop down, and he wants to fight DJ. So are you more interested in him fighting Dominic Cruz again? Or are you more interested in him fighting DJ? To make 125 interesting, DJ, because it's not. Um, 135, I feel like... I don't think... First off, Cruz has a really hard fight. Who's he fighting? I was Um, just looking that up, and I couldn't remember. It's... um, Jaime, oh no! Jamie, yeah, Rivera. Uh, Rivera. Jimmy Rivera. Jimmy Rivera. Jimmy Rivera. Um, it is Jimmy Rivera. He beat Uriah Faber his last fight. Jimmy Rivera's looked really good. He hasn't lost a fight since his second fight. 
Um, like he's he's gonna he's he's good, man. Like it could be that could be a trap fight for Cruz. He kind of looks like our buddy Rob Sanderson. Um, probably has the same size head, different body. Uh, but no, it's I mean he'd have to get through that first. He beat Thomas Almeida. He beat Uriah Faber. But there's a big. I mean, he didn't fight from September 10th to July 22nd, 2016 to 2017. Um, the hard part is, is you look at the 135, like you look at who he's beat. He beat Brian Keller in Bellator. Cody Stevens. I mean, but Mike, Marcus Bramage, Pedro Munoz, Yuri Alcantara, Uriah Faber, Thomas Almeida. Thomas Almeida, Uri, Uriah Faber is a pretty big win, especially because, but I mean, that was... Uriah Faber's retirement fight. And it was a lot closer, I think, than people thought it was. Thomas uh, he's Almeida, saying that he wants to come out of retirement maybe for the TJ fight. I think TJ lights up Uriah Faber. <laughs> Me too. I think he I really think that he does. But But it's money. Um I I do agree with TJ. I don't love TJ, but I do agree with he had to come back through the whole division. Yeah. Uh, Cody has to. Like there's no instant rematch there either. I yeah. I love Cody. I found out during watching this card that I really like Cody. I don't know why. I just really do. Um, but, no. Like, even him. Like, I don't want a rematch. I don't want anything like that. Just, you have to go back and fight through the division, which I don't think he's scared to do. Like, I don't think he was asking for an immediate rematch. We'll see him fight again. Come hell or high water, those two are fighting again. I mean, yeah. Uh, Dillashaw had to beat a Sun Sal. He had to beat, who else did he have to fight before he ended up? fighting for the belt was it just a sun sal he had to do two different fights right he lost to Cruz. then he ended up having to fight a sun sal and i think one other person let's see lineker that's what i thought mm-hmm. yeah so he had to fight a sun sal lineker before that's a hard fight out. too you oh, clipped yeah. you're going to sleep yeah and lineker you're not going to knock lineker out so you basically and you're not going to take him down because he's just a stout brazilian right mm-hmm. so you have to just try and keep him a distance and pick him apart and stay away from his like Tasmanian devil type like speed and striking. It's just really bizarre. What happened to Brian Caraway, man? He needs to get back in there. Didn't he break up with Misha? Yeah, he like tore his life pieces. He's got to get it put back together. Yeah, I think that's it. I don't want to hold up a division, honestly. But I mean, I guess Cody Garbrandt's going to be out for a while. Cruz has already got his next fight. Anyone below a Sun Seau and Lineker, I think Lineker's already gone up a weight, right? No, he used to fight at flyweight. Other than that, like, the, you could, there's no holding that division captive. There's enough other fights where people need to kind of find their way through. Like, Marlon Morose needs to find his way through. Sterling needs to get back on track. Like, what I'm basically getting at is Dillashaw could drop to 125 and the 135 division isn't going to miss him. No one's clamoring for a belt. It almost gives it time to figure itself out if he were to drop down and fight DJ. It's the same with 125. Jose Benavidez, Cejudo, Ray Borg, Sergio Pettis, like all of those guys, they kind of have to figure it out. Pettis is probably going to get the next title shot because everyone else has already lost. Mm-hmm. And Ray Borg got crushed. I mean, so did Benavides and Cejudo. So, I mean, Cruz, it makes the most sense to have DJ and TJ fight. I actually love Dana's uh, answering to that question. I didn't hear that either. Because uh, maybe it wasn't DJ, but I feel like it was. It's like, he says he wants $2 million. 
And uh, they're like, like, and they were kind of alluding to that he deserves it. And he's like, I mean, you have to prove to me that you earn it. Like, yep, it's one hundred percent true. Like, you have to, you have to bring that money. And unfortunately, DJ doesn't right now. Love him, love him to death. But, um, I mean, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. You know what I did see? Hmm. I'm going to digress. So if you have something more important to say, no, I was just going to say. I mean. I want to see it now. I didn't want to see it then. I did want to see the division cleaned out just a little bit, let him get it. And now the stakes are super high, two belts. Again, it's what they all love. Uh, DJ was playing UFC 3 because they got some of the fighters hands-on. Mm-hmm. It was on like the the Snapchat page. He really didn't seem to like it. You know when someone like plays something that they are supposed to like and then they really don't, but they have to pretend like like you can tell DJ can't lie. Like, he's a good dude. So, like, what do you think about it? He's like, uh, I need to get better at it. I mean, it's got a lot of potential. I just, you know, I need to really learn the striking. <laughs> it's, it's like you could tell he wasn't sold on it, especially someone that plays video games. Like, it just, yeah, they're having a rough time getting that game. I wouldn't be surprised if they don't only have it for a couple more years and then they, they pass it off to someone else because they can't figure out how to get it to work. Um, They should never got rid of you. They, they didn't technically they never. They you were never. the guy. Well, Salt Lake just shut down, so they got rid of all of us. Um, they shouldn't have done that. They shouldn't have. For they you. also shut down Maxis, and now they just shut down Visceral. You're saying a lot of things I don't understand. All the studios they've shut down. How dare they? How dare? Um, so what's next for uh, what's next for Garbrandt? You want to see him fight Cruz again? Asun Sao? Lineker? Lineker versus Garbrandt would be a good time. I like that. Um, if Cruz loses, I think Rivera is pretty much that. Yeah. I think you have to make well, that Well, Rivera is going to get the title shot after that. He's not going to fight Garbrandt. Not if not if TJ's is going down. Well, yeah. yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I mean, hey, we're talking because I think that TJ is going to happen. I think that they're going to try to get like – because that's the other thing Dana said is that he's got his pay-per-view, his partnership, DJ does. So if he wants, if he wants to do that, mm-hmm. then – like he's, they should make both belts on the line. Oh, <laughs> catch weight. No, like not catch weight. You, you have to prove that you could fight at one twenty five, but you're still under the one thirty five range, and you should get both belts. Make Let's that do, do that. No matter what, you don't get to keep a belt. Um, what what makes more money, uh, DJ versus TJ or TJ versus Cruz? They're about sixes, right? Um. I feel like Uriah versus TJ does the most. Yeah. Uh, no, DJ probably still more than Uriah because, again, the, the it's just iconic having the two belts up there. But I actually, if they can make Uriah happen. Then... And, the, and the best pound for pound, putting up, you know, taking on a challenger from a higher weight class. Really, DJ should have to go up and fight for that belt. But that's a whole different thing. Yeah. I'm irritated that he was so bad at 135 and then all of a sudden is the best pound for pound. But he was awful at 135. I mean, he's not a big 125-er. I understand that, but it still irritates me. Like, best, Get over it. Best pound for pound means you're going to have like a Conor McGregor who can win it on two different weight classes. Even if he was hand-picked and like, herded into it, it's still different than like just clearing out a weak division and then not going up to the division where everybody beat you. Well, pound for pound is not literal. Like, it you couldn't just put on the weight and like it's saying well yeah well who's yes. the most dominant in their weight cuz i think john jones is the best pound for pound and he's never going to fight another weight class he's going to fight heavyweight oh he will not 
Well, he'll probably never fight again. He'll probably never actually make it back into the ring. He will. That he will. He will. I hope so. Not the ring, the octagon. He'll do it. Whatever it is, maybe it will be a ring. Maybe I'll have to go boxing in Russia for peanuts. Um, I don't know, man. All right, cool. So let's talk GSP Bisbing. Let's do it. You think Bisbing retires? Let's get to the brass tacks. Uh, he said no. He said, I got to think about it. And I know you were just probably, no, he said no. He, said, he, say no? he literally said, I'm not done. He can't fix his eye until he's done fighting. Did you know that? I didn't. Uh, Reddit told me, so it might not be true. <laughs> but as far as I understand, because um, everyone gives him a hard time for his eye, and they're like, well, he can get a fix. But basically the stipulation of getting a fix is that he can't fight because it could ruin his eye. He could bust back open. It's just like when my brother got LASIK and he was training down in Orem and they were like, yeah, you shouldn't do that, man. Yeah. They were, he was like, I filled out the form. And when I said, do you have contact sport? I said, yes. And they're like, Oh, we didn't figure it was going to be like this. Yeah. Don't do that anymore. <laughs> you could ruin your LASIK. It's like, geez, Louise. You could bust the scars open. So how about GSP specifically saying, I don't want to stay at 185. I really liked this fight. I thought it was going to be fun and a good fight back. I would like to go back to my weight class and, and Dana White being like, no, no, he's fighting Robert Whitaker. It doesn't matter. He's fighting Robert well, who Whitaker. else would he fight if he didn't fight Whitaker? Woodley? Woodley's injured. Uh, like a torn labrum or something. Thompson? For what? Shits and giggles? I don't think that's ever going to happen. I just, my point, I, I forgot that Woodley was injured, number one. But it was just kind of fun, funny that George St. Pierre, basically, he's just such a nice dude. When he was like, nothing against uh, Michael, but we've noticed that, that when watching his tape that he does this. Like, but he didn't want to offend him by being like, we noticed he had this floss while we, you know, we... We exploited we it. We exploited it big time. It's a terrible accent, but I don't get Exploited it. Um, and then after that, he was like, you know what? I wanted this fight specifically, but this isn't my weight class. And he was kind of looking at like Michael Bisbing because he was, he, you could tell he wanted to be like, this was the easiest fight to come back to that would get me a lot of money. But he couldn't say that. But you could tell by his face, that's exactly what he wanted to say. And he didn't, he doesn't want anything to do with 185 at all. He wants to go back down to 170. Did you see the video on Reddit that was like, Bisbing predicted the fight? And, uh, and so George was like talking about how he was going to do whatever he wanted to do to Bisbing in the fight and how he's going to take him down. And then Bisbing just stops him and goes, still the best, the best takedown George is a left hook. <sighs> and then it just cuts to him getting leveled with a left hook and then finished still. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, That's actually really funny. Yeah, I haven't seen that. It was a good time. Um, I don't know, man. I think it has to be Whitaker. I would really like to see GSP versus Romero. GSP did not want to fight Whitaker. No. They met after. If, if there's anyone he should fight, though, Whitaker used to fight at 170. Whitaker is not a huge 185er. You know who does want to have that fight? Whitaker. And he's going to get paid. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't think he should be as nervous about the Whitaker fight if he is. Something like Romero, I think, is like a nightmare for Bisping. Or GSP. GSP and Bisbing, but GSP in particular. Yeah. Romero's a pretty scary fight for anybody. And yeah. Whitaker, the fact that Whitaker beat him and he, mm-hmm. uh, decisively, Whit- Whitaker doesn't get as, as, as much acknowledgement as he should because he has beat the best of the best. At, he did well at 170 and came up to 185 and has dominated some of the best fighters. Sousa... Freaking Romero, uh, he lost to Thompson, but that was at 170. 
Like he's he's looked good, man. He's looked really, really good. I've liked him since the Ultimate Fighter, just like I did with Bisbing. Maybe a little bit after with Bisbing, but uh, we got another fight, or another card coming up this weekend. You want to talk about that? No, I want to just talk about this card because it was amazing. Best card of all time. Just kidding. don't know. I don't know. Now, don't start that again. Uh, but I actually wanted to go back and if I would have had more time, I would have. I would have went back and looked at like some of the cards and went over them. I know that there's other cards out there that I loved. See, I figured Reddit would do it for me. So I just went to the guy that posted best card ever and I read through it. And everyone was like, yeah, it's really good. But pride, the pride middleweight was one of the best things we've ever it's seen. It's a hipster thing to do to like pride. Better UFC cards out there. I'm sure of it. I'll find it. UFC 100 is supposedly the best no, card of all time right now. It's the best selling. Did you hear that this one was tracking to do better in Canada than the U.S.? Did you see the the Canadian official Canadian Twitter account tweeted out in support of GSP? In French or English? In English. Good. I'll go look, look at it. Um, well, yeah. I mean, Montreal is right across the freaking... It's like an hour away. From here? I didn't know. No, from visit. New York. Yeah, it's super close. Um... Yeah, we can talk about the next card. I, I just, I loved this card. I loved it a lot. Um, one thing we were going to talk about, that I was going to talk about, I should say is... Go ahead. I'm looking through Reddit uh, real quick to see what we missed. So, my friend from work... Yeah. We mentioned this before we started. Uh, and you were talking about how you had won your money back. Yes. Um, after you lost it on the parlay, but you got it back on a TJ uh, knockout, right? Yes. Or did you just pick the I win? just picked TJ, yeah. And what what'd you put down and what'd you win? Um, so, parlay was five and I would have won 11. And when I put the money on TJ, it was basically 10. So I still won about the same amount of money as I would have on my parlay. Um, so, yeah, a guy from work, he put money on two bets on Rose, two bets or three bets on TJ, and like won like $105 on like two, three, four dollar bets. Same guy, uh, he's actually going to be fighting at Madison Square Garden. I mentioned him a couple weeks ago. He actually did end up signing the contract and getting all of his physical done, physicals done. So he's actually going to be boxing at Madison Square Garden. Are we going to get him on the podcast before he goes? I want to. Race is a sweetheart. Um, really nice guy. And uh, be, uh, I, think, I think he'd be a good guy to have on. So I'll, I'll, I'll check with him, see if he wants to do it before. Either way, we can do it after and see maybe how his experience was. Yeah, man. Or before and after. That'd be pretty rad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joanna on the MMA hour saying that she didn't tap. She didn't. Um, yeah. Uh, that's fake news. Uriah Faber hints that a fight with TJ could coax him out of retirement. Well, of course it could. You're going to make a ton of money. What happened? Uh, what happened after the TJ Cody fight when somebody was yelling outside of the ring? His brother. It's TJ's brother. What was he yelling? Uh, I don't know. Just you don't get involved in crap, man. If it's over, it's over. You know. You know how amped you get about your family. Oh, no. I almost got in a fight in the freaking stands, but I never got in, I tried to pick a fight with a fighter that just, like... I don't think he was trying to pick a fight with him. There's a cage between them, and he was just super amped that his brother won and that his brother had been dragged through the mud. And I'm going to say rightfully so. I still don't like uh, TJ, but he feels like it was unjust, so... And like you got to think, like think about your family. All the hate in the world, MMA world, is coming down on him, and then he proves all the doubters wrong and gets to like throw it back in everybody's face. He's just amped. I, I, I honestly, I don't think Garbrandt's going to care less. And I mean, I almost feel like I don't know what I would do. 
I love how Uriah Faber. I love how Uriah Faber keeps trying to talk himself into a fight with freaking TJ. He's such a funny dude. It's. Uh, I mean, they could, they could, they could coax me into it. They could, they could talk me into it. He would come back in a. Uh, he would come back in a second for five hundred thousand dollars. Easy, and he makes at least a million on that fight. I think. That's a very interesting thing. I. Anyway, not much going on on Reddit, so let's uh, let's move right on to the next card real quick. Joanna definitely tapped his strikes. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. And uh, I just spend GSP versus uh, GSP versus Whitaker to me doesn't make sense. GSP seems like he wanted to come and be Bisbee and leave. That's uh, the entire like his his entire body language after that fight was like, man, I don't. I don't they discussed something at backstage. They discussed something. Whitaker and GSP? Yeah, because they show and walk by each other, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. They take long enough to discuss it. Um, they obviously shake hands and congratulate each other. <laughs> did we talk about Colby Covington yet? No, not yet. Where Did you see what he did on Twitter? With the, uh, the apology to Brazil? Or no, 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 or way John better Jones, than yeah. Where he just called him out and told yeah. him he was a piece of shit. Hey, GSP, it's an inspiration. <laughs> uh, I'm praying for you, man. Best of luck. Shut the f up, loser! You're the biggest piece. Of, you're the biggest effing loser, or the biggest effing. You're the biggest f up in this sport. Hashtag UFC two seventeen. <laughs> so good. Yeah, I didn't really appreciate that. To I'm me, all in. To me, I'm all in, to, Colby. To me, that's one step too far. Yep. But I'm all in, Colby. It is what it is. What are you gonna? What are they gonna do? Fight? No. Yeah, it's all point. No, they're not. You just. You get the schoolboy call out and look like a badass and still get to move up in your division and never have to fight the baddest man on the planet. <laughs> so win, 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 so win for him. freaking pansy. Norfolk, Virginia. Norfolk, Virginia gets a better card than Salt Lake did. Yeah. <laughs> did you expect different? Like, why would we get a why, good card? Why is Norfolk that great? Dustin like, Poirier, Anthony Pettis. Closer to everywhere Matt Brown, else. Diego Sanchez. Albini versus Arlovsky, which I'm excited for because Albini's looked really good. Lozon versus Guida. Sunsal versus Lopez, that's a quick step up in competition for Lopez, man. Lopez just came off of looking for a fight. I think he's had one solid win inside, one loss and one win in the UFC. 14 against number 13 versus number four. He lost to Ronnie Yaya. He beat Mitch Gagnon. He beat Johnny Eduardo. And now he's fighting freaking Rafael Sunsal. That's quick. Um, the joke that I made going back real quick, the joke that I made about, uh, Paige Van Zandt getting a title shot at potentially a 125. Mm-hmm. I made the joke that they were going to make a, <laughs> make a weight division. So Sage Northcutt could get an immediate title shot as well. Uh, yeah, we're, we're creating the, uh, 168 division and Sage is going to get the first title. The first <laughs> Sage, title what's your, uh, against CM Punk. Yes. Oh, dude, we did talk about Mickey Gall getting beat. Oh, yeah. So I'm so oh, happy it's about so that. good. He almost came back in the second Who round. Who cares? Did you feel you it? it? Feel, the, feel the wind. Oh, did you feel it? Yeah, how'd you feel? I hate Mickey Gall. You're such a douche. And I like Randy Brown, so I was real happy about it. Marlon not- Morose. Speaking of which, man, freaking John Dodson and Marlon Morose is not on the main card. It's the Fight Pass prelim main event. McGee's fighting this weekend. I had no idea. Core? I had no idea. Chick Collier, whoever that is. Darren Stewart, Carl Robertson. 
I think oh Carl Robertson was from looking for a fight. This this card's not bad, man. Lozon versus Guida is going to be a boring wrestling match. Asansal versus Lopez is going to go to decision, most likely strikes. Marquardt versus Ferreira is going to show Nate Marquardt getting knocked out by the mutant because that's his nickname. Arlovski, I think Albini knocks out Arlovski. I take Brown over Sanchez because I think Sanchez is is not ten years past. Yep, and I mean Matt Brown's right up there, but still. And Pettis versus Poirier, man, that's actually a really interesting fight because Poirier has been really good lately, and Anthony Pettis has not looked that great. Other than Poirier losing to uh, Eddie Alvarez because that was a, that was a weird ass disqualification, and he was more or less winning that fight. Uh, he lost to Michael Johnson, and he got knocked out because he came in too strong. I would love for Pettis to get back on a winning column, too. I'd love to see him challenge him I think he's one of the most likable characters in MMA. Yeah. Mm. It just bugs me. Not He doesn't bug me. It just bugs me that like his fall off. And I don't know. I would love, love, I mean, love to see him. Around. He lost to RDA. He lost Eddie Alvarez. He lost to Edson Barbosa all in a row. He beat Charles Oliveira when he dropped in weight. He lost to Max Holloway because he immediately got an interim fight after one win. He beat Jim Miller, and now he's fighting and now he's fighting Dustin Poirier. So technically, I mean, I'm being a little hard on him, right? He did lose. He's done decent since dropping down to 155, 145, 145. He did lose to Max Holloway, who's the current champion. He didn't look bad against Holloway. Holloway looked really good against him. Um, and then he did beat Jim Miller, who's kind of a nobody now. And so Poirier... I think Poirier really is. Didn't, wasn't Jim Miller on UFC 200? Yeah, he was. He fought uh, Joe Lozon. Didn't he beat Lozon? He did beat Lozon. He just Jim Miller just lost two cards ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't remember who, though. Oh, no, he beat Takanori Gomi at 200. Oh, yeah. Why did I think he fought Lozon? I was with you. I kind of thought that too. And it was a split decision. He's Maya versus twice. Condit um, at UFC uh, Vancouver. So, yeah, that was Maya versus Condit. Then he fought 205 and he beat Tiago Alves. And then he lost to Dustin Poirier at 208. We're talking Anthony, uh, Pettis. Anthony Pettis. Huh? Oh, I thought man. we were talking Jim Miller. Okay, yeah. So, Jim Miller hasn't done awful either then. Before that, it was actually pretty bad. Yeah, didn't he lose like five in a row? Almost? A lot of them are decisions and split decisions, and he's winning split decisions. See, they're just not the best fights. I think that's more why everybody's not thrilled with him. Jim Miller used to be one of my favorite fighters, and I thought he was going to get a title shot, and then that skid hit. And it was just all over from there. Yeah, since uh, 2013, he's essentially been a 500 fighter. Yeah, I thought exactly he was going to get a shot against GSP. GSP? Not GSP, sorry. Uh, he's 155? Yeah. Who did I think he was going to get a shot? Who was a dominant 155 champion for a while? There wasn't one? No. Mm-mm. That belt changes hands too much. Frankie Edgar? No, before Edgar. Oh, Henderson. I thought he was going to fight Benson Henderson and beat him. Anyway, sorry. Moving on. Too many different things going on. Uh... I think this is really a true test of where Anthony Pettis is. I think Dustin Poirier is top five 
I mean, he's number eight now, but I think he, I think he's one of the best in that division. He looked really good against Eddie Alvarez. If Pettis can beat him, then I mean, he deserves to be right there in the mix at at one forty five. And the same with Poirier with with Pettis. But this is kind of a lose lose for Poirier, right? Everyone wants Pettis to come back. He's unranked right now. Um, so I guess we'll kind of see. I guess we'll kind of see what what happens. Any thoughts? Um, what weight is this at? One fifty-five. So Pettis is coming back up. That's why. Yeah, they, they, that's they, why he's unranked. Yeah, they've. Yeah, they. That was a failed experiment. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I don't know if I agree with you that Poirier is top five, but I think I like this fight a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's that? So this is one fifty-five. So we've got RDA is not in this division anymore. He lost to, to freaking Michael Johnson, Edson Barbosa, Barbosa, Nurmagomedov, Tony Ferguson, Conor McGregor. Um, but he almost beat Alvarez, and Alvarez is five, right? Uh, I'd like to see Dustin Poirier if I uh, Justin Gaethje. I think that would be awesome. All right, I got it right here. Lightweight, Conor McGregor's champion. Tony Ferguson's the interim champion. Khabib Nurmagomedov, Edson Barbosa. Eddie Alvarez, Dustin Gaethje, Nate Diaz, who's never going to fight again, Kevin Lee, and Dustin Poirier. And I would take Poirier over Lee. I'd take Poirier over potentially Alvarez because he's kind of already beat him. Nate Diaz, I think, taps him out. Justin Gaethje would be a great fight. And then the top three beat him. Uh, I think he still probably loses to Michael Johnson. Um, I think Kevin Lee's better than him. Nate Diaz, I'm not sure. Geishi, I don't think that he's... I think Geishi's ranked too high, but I love him. Uh, Alvarez, I agree with you. That one's kind of interesting. I think that's a coin flip. Barbosa, I think, starches him. I think Khabib easily beats him. I think Tony easily beats him. And I think Connor easily... Connor did easily beat him. Yeah, yeah I, that was a long time ago, but yeah. And he did pick him apart. And I think he bro- broke his foot or something like that in that fight. That was a 145 there, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, because Dustin came up. I think that's it. worse for for Connor. I mean, or so for Poirier, uh, Poirier. But look at this: Poirier loses to Conor McGregor. He beats Diego Ferreira. He beats Yancy Medeiros. He beats Joe Duffy. He beats Bobby Green. He loses to Michael Johnson. He beats Jim Miller. He lo- and he gets a no contest when he was beating Eddie Alvarez. So other than freaking Conor McGregor and Michael Johnson, and he looked decent against Johnson, he just came in too strong. And he got caught big time. Not just caught. Like, he got straight up punched in the face. So, I mean, I don't think you're giving Poirier enough credit. So you, you I, I, I disagree. I think you're just giving him too much credit. So, you think you think Pettis wins this fight? No. I think he's ac- – I mean, he's not even ranked. I'm just saying, talking about the rankings, I think he's accurately ranked. I don't oh, think, no, yeah, at eight. I don't yeah, think he yeah, beli- yeah. belongs at five. No. And even yeah. beating Pettis, I don't think I'd put him at five. No. But yeah. – he either has to fight Alvarez again or Geishi, or he fights the winner of that fight, depending on how I like this fight a lot. Like, I think it's a great it's a great benchmark for both of them to start making a shot towards the title. I think it's great. I feel like this is a very weird card. Mm-hmm. Poirier versus Pettis, Brown versus Sanchez, Albini versus Zadolowski, Marquardt versus Ferreira, Ferreira Asuncio versus Lopez, Lozon versus Guida. Like, Dodson versus Morales being on the, the, the lower card is weird. Michael Quinones versus Northcott. Like, this is just a weird, weird card. Because it feels like a lot of really, like, great up-and-comers 
and a lot of really old fighters. Mm-hmm. It's just a weird, weird mix. Angela Hill's on here. Anyway, I'm in, I'm almost likely end up watching it. The UFC, the Utah card, the Utah football game will most likely be on right around the same time, so I can just watch both of them. Mm-hmm. We're recording this one. Watch it, it Sunday. Anything else you want to talk about? I think we did it. That was I love this we card. We did man. it. It was fun. So let's get your fun. buddy on before he goes to New York. All right. That actually might be really quick. I'll double check with him. I actually just talked to him today, so uh, I'll see if he wants to come on. When does he go out? I'm, I don't know. That's the thing. I Is he going to be mean? televised? Who's he fighting? What weight is he at? He's like 140-ish. Is he I know the healthy? Bo- He's completely healthy. He's excited to be there. Uh, let me look this up. Boxing, Madison Square Garden. Madison Square Garden. That's actually really cool. Mm-hmm. Win or lose, that's a cool place to compete. World Championship Boxing. Miguel Cotto versus Saddam Ali. Oh, Cotto's fighting. I don't know if this is the actual one. Oh. It could be. No, I want to see. I don't care where the seats are. To tell me <laughs> who the hell's fighting. What is why, this why nonsense? Don't you look up, why don't you look up his name? That's not going to come up with anything. And look up Boxing MSG. He should be on the card. It should show him. Ray Sawyer, MSG, boxing. Anything? Lots of dead space. Uh, no? Yes? Um, yes, it's him. Let me see here. Ooh, yep. Someone that's uh, Ismael Villarreal. Is he undefeated? Uh, they're not giving. Well, we're about to go find out. Uh, zero bouts, zero rounds, zero KOs. So it's his first. It's his first pro fight. He was born in '96. That's a young kid, man. He's ten years younger than me. He's twenty. Twenty-one. Thirty-three. Twenty-one. Ooh, get a race. Um, damn. I can only imagine fighting a twenty-one-year-old prodigy. Well, we don't know if he's a prodigy, right? We'll see. We'll see. We will see. Well, guys, thanks for tuning in. Hopefully, we can get him on the, the card or the the podcast next time. Make sure to tell your friends about us. Subscri- like, subscribe, hit that notification button, ding that bell. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching too much YouTube. Bye. Bye.